Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Shauna Hale of Next Level Fitness coming to you from Whitehall, West Virginia. Shauna, what's going on? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to to pick your brain on this. You are no stranger to being an entrepreneur. This is one of a handful of businesses in your portfolio, but for the people who aren't familiar with Next Level, Shauna, give us a little bit of a description, elevator pitch here. When you tell people about Next Level Fitness, what do you tell them? Um, Basically, the thing that I would tell them is we're 24-7. We are a family gym. We... It's my husband and I that both own this facility and we just really want to like make sure that we like market towards and we want everyone that comes to us, they want us to feel, we want them to feel like a family here. Yeah. I'm always interested in in how these things come about because a lot of the time they've been around for years and years and years. When you became a part of this, it wasn't starting from scratch we bought into an existing business talk to us a little bit about what was the motivation behind that when was this and and how have things evolved since then um the motivation was i had two kids i've always been i was always athletic whenever i was younger i've done cheerleading for years i was a swimmer you know i was always in sports and with having two children and not really having a lot of time on my own, I thought, you know, like, I was like, this would be a great idea. So I went and I got certified in my personal training, went through all my classes, um, did that before we even purchased the facility. And we, I was, I just talked to my husband. I said, I want this to be something of my own to where I could do it and to where I can make even other women feel comfortable about coming into a fitness facility. Because a lot of people are, whenever they come in here, they, you know, you see the guys in the cutoffs and you, you see bigger guys and women are, they're intimidated by that. Yeah. And so I, I think a lot of the time themes on this podcast recur and what it sounds like for you is that we were looking for some type of service or product, couldn't quite find it. And so you decided I'm gonna go out and make my own. There's gotta be other people looking for something like this as well. Yes. Now that you've got a handful of years as a gym owner under your belt, compare and contrast that to being a business owner in other industries. What's been your favorite part about owning a gym and what's been the most challenging part about owning a gym? My favorite part is just hearing their stories. I've, I've had people that have came in to my office and like, they've sat down and like, they've been like, I'm overweight or, you know, I just don't feel healthy and I, or I want to look, I want to look sexy in a bikini and just hearing them just communication like with me is, is key. And that has been like the biggest part of it. Um, downfalls kind of, I mean, we get the younger kids and those are, I'd say that's my downfalls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a rabbit hole that we could go down in a completely different direction that's not quite yeah. helpful for our podcast today but it's a it's an interesting business model and and the model of this for the most part is the monthly membership people are coming and using the facility on their own is that right 
Uh-huh. Talk to us a little bit about post-pandemic, how you've been able to, to spread the word or market this business, because pre-pandemic and post-pandemic marketing strategies are, are probably pretty different. What's been working for you in the last year or two to get some new interest in the gym? I tell you, it's, it's been very hard. COVID hit us really, really hard with, you know, people not wanting to come out. They don't want to be around people. They're, you know, they're afraid if they would even like come into the facility that it wouldn't be cleaned and everything. So we, you know, post, post COVID, we were going, we were doing really well. We were going in strong. I mean, we were signing up members that left and right. Um, after COVID, it slowed way down. It did. And it, it was tough for a little bit. Now, I think ever since we came into our new facility, it has, it, it has picked right back up. Um, we show like our members, you know, like the state of art cleaning that we're doing. We have a fogger machine that we do once a day through the facility. There's spray bottles, there's um, disinfectant, hand sanitizer, everything. Everything's also spaced out. So, you know, if, even if you're still a little eerie about being in here, you're still away from everyone to where you're not like on top of each other. Yeah. Where do the majority of your potential leads come from? Is this a word of mouth organic driven thing? Is there a social media piece of this? Have you guys spent money in advertising? We've spent, we've spent a lot of money in advertising, um, going billboards, commercials that actually do not work in our area. Uh, they, they may work in other areas, but in our area, they do not work at all. We had a billboard up for three years and no, I, I'd be like, oh, did you see our billboard up the road? They're like, no, we didn't see it. And I'm like, okay, well, you're coming from that direction. You should have been able to see it. But yeah. um, I think it's more word of mouth as what has kept us like going and growing. Because I mean, where yeah. you see my son here, you see my husband, you'll see my two kids running around. I mean, they're, everyone knows everyone by name in here. And it's really, it's nice to be kind of like close to everyone. I want to highlight one of the things that you said there, and it's, we've tried a number of different strategies. We've, we've tried somewhat traditional quote unquote marketing strategies and didn't see a lot of success with it. The billboards sticking out in your story the most. Why do you think those traditional methods didn't work for you guys? I feel like people aren't like whenever they're driving, hopefully they're paying to send to the road, which that's, that would be number one. But um, I think that whenever, I think social media, like just the way that like people talking, like with your friends back and forth, I think that's the way that the industry is actually like going. I mean, cause you could sit at a stop sign and a stoplight or anything and see the, um, see a billboard going on and off and you may just forget about it yeah but do you think that that you guys will invest into the social media side of things at any point or have you already i've invested into like facebook instagram stuff like that but i think i think word of mouth is really where it really is yeah i i mean i don't think you're alone in that boat i think fitness is always going to rely heavily on the word of mouth type client and anybody that I speak to any gym owner would take all of those leads that they can get. I think the downfall being we don't have a ton of control, right? We might get 20, 30, 50 referrals in a month and we may go dry 
for a couple months after that. And so I think that's kind of the the need for advertising in general. What's your experience then with with Facebook and Instagram specifically? Did you find more success there at least? I have. I have. Um, I tell you, we had more success right at the beginning of opening in our business. I don't know if it 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 was new. The name of the facility whenever we purchased it. So and we added a few extra different things to it. But um Facebook has been our our success on with our marketing. Yeah. Take me to the next step in the process here, Shauna. I think just generating interest is only one half of the equation. And at some point we need to have an exchange of money and a sales process. When somebody reaches out to you interested in joining the gym, what does that process typically entail? Who are they talking with? What is the conversation about? And, and what are they signing up for? Um, so we actually have it to where we, so I, I have staff that would be here. It is, we're only staffed just a short amount of time through the days because we do have a lot of online signups and that's where a lot of people will sign up. They could take the virtual tour. They could see everything that we have to offer with our whole facility right on our website. Um, if people call, if we're not staffed, it actually goes directly right to my cell phone. So I will get phone calls that three to four in the morning all the time and I'm like oh I'm I'm which I'm super happy that people are interested in like my facility but I'm like oh my gosh it's four in the morning like shouldn't these people be sleeping maybe yeah you would think so yeah I know I is a lot of a lot of the signups are entirely digital or are some people coming into the facility to sign up as we, well we'll have them come into the facility but um a lot of them are really um a lot of them digital recently I think people feel like they're you know if they could do it from the privacy of their own home that kind of just makes them feel kind of like good about doing it because I think the yeah. first the first thing of walking through a, a gym doors I mean that's the biggest step and I think if they're like okay well I've already signed up for this I'm paying for it now like let me like this is I'm committed to this now yeah once we get them signed up Shauna what in your mind speaks to the longevity of somebody's membership? How are you guys able to, to capture and hold on to that revenue as long as possible? I mean, we're always trying to improve. We're always trying to add new equipment. We will add, I know since we moved over to our new facility, we added a spray tan booth, which it is a versus spa. It's really nice. It gives you the nice golden color. You don't turn orange. Um, we include that in our memberships for free. So, I mean, someone could go in there even like once a week they, or even, even twice a week if they felt like they, you know, wanted to be that tan. And, but we're always improving. We're always adding to everything that we're doing here. Yeah. When somebody signs up, I, I think models like this, it's a higher volume, low cost approach, right? People aren't paying a tremendous amount of money month to month, but a lot of examples make up that revenue with things like personal training, things like nutrition coaching, things like supplements, apparel, there's any number of directions that you can go with it. Is that a focus for you guys to, to try to kind of quote unquote upsell people down the stream? Um, so as with our like personal training, all of our um, personal trainers are independent contractors here. So they charge, they actually, we don't even have to, have, they don't have to be a member of our facility to bring in a client. 
they could bring them in and oh, they oh, oh so the the gym is it is the gym collecting rent instead yep. of the training revenue then yes, i so, see okay yeah so what I made you guys go that way i actually um was looking at a gym that was in california and reading like how they were doing it and i was like i don't want to be like everyone else over here on the east coast and in 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 fairmont i want to be i want to be different and I saw that, that I was I was like I really like that you know aspect of of it and and being in you know Whitehall in Fairmont West Virginia you there's not a lot of personal training going on so you know if if someone is if that's their passion I want them to be able to you know they want to, I want them to make money from it so just charging them a flat rate of rent is I've noticed the easiest thing to do and it also you know, once they're done with their personal training, they usually sign up for a membership. Sure. Okay. Pros and cons to both, but yeah. the gym, the gym collects revenue from the rent at least. Yeah. As far as growing this business and, and moving forward, Shauna, it sounds like the, the way to go is simply increasing the membership. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yep. We're actually getting ready to uh, put in a sauna also. So that's going to be another thing we're going to be adding. Okay. What's, what's the ceiling for this? Or, or let me ask a question a different way. How far, how big do you think that you can take this in the next handful of years? Um, I'm hoping to be able to take it very far. I know that um, online classes have kind of stopped a lot with people wanting to come to the gym, but I feel like people still need that social aspect of getting out of the home to like go and just, do your own thing to be able to have your own time. So that's my like really big thing that I kind of like promote. And it's, it's taking time for yourself and it to where they could just, they can come in, they can get a workout and then they could leave. They don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that you own a couple of different businesses, where do you see the, the future of next level do you think at any point that you'll want to sell the business do you think at any point that you'll want to retire is this a, a portfolio thing that will keep forever what's like the big picture with this i would say probably um with with our owning all of our other businesses i'd say i would probably retire in probably about 20 25 years but i do also have two little boys that and one of them is, you know, he's pretty active in sports and stuff. So I would hope that he could, I could hand it down just to him. Yeah. It's a, it's a legacy thing at yeah. that point. And that's an entirely different fun conversation to have. A lot of the time when businesses like this become family businesses, obviously you want to hand over a profitable business to your son. We don't want to assign him an anchor. And so what in your mind is is most important here in the upcoming years to make this business as profitable as you can so that you can feel good about handing it off just keep on improving and you know adding equipment adding you know everything that we can um and just you know keeping it a clean facility and you know one of the best facilities around in my area and i just i i will stand with that and that's what we will do for, for them. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's a fun conversation because market to market, business owner to business owner, the answer is a little bit different 
every time. I think how people function within their business really says a lot about how they built the business to begin with. And five years in, you guys are still trending in a direction you want to be trending. And so it's, it's a cool thing to see. Shauna, that's a great place for us to wrap our conversation up. But before we do that, tell the people listening where they can learn a little bit more about Next Level. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can they find you guys? Yep. We have a website. is www.liftnextlevel.com. Uh, social media, we're on Facebook and on Instagram under Lift Next Level. Straightforward enough. Shauna, I, I think this has been a bunch of fun. I think gym owners in our space don't have this conversation often enough to talk about the business aspects and where they can improve and where efforts are going to provide the biggest ROI. And so I thank you for being willing to contribute and talk about both sides of the success coin. I'm interested to see what the future holds because it sounds like you guys are, are still chipping away at it. So for now, I wish you nothing but the best and look forward to talking to you again sometime down the road. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Matt with Southside Boxing Club out of Pennsylvania. Matt, what is going on, man? How are you feeling today? Doing pretty good, buddy. Doing pretty good. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and uh, let's kind of dive right into everything here, man. We'll start with the first question here, Matt. You know, how many members are you serving at Southside Boxing Club currently? We have right around a hundred now. Okay. Like and between, we, we fluctuate. So I don't, I'm sure you know this cause you're a gym podcast, but this is the worst time to be a gym <laughs> owner. Yeah. At least on, yeah. at least well, in Pennsylvania, you know, people yeah. are going to school. Yeah. Exactly. And then the other priorities come into play here. And so kind of curious, I mean, what, what out of that 100, how many makeup fighters and how many makeup gen pop? Probably 35, 65, 35% of them are fighters that are actively fighting and 65% of them are either working their way there or like, they're never going to do it. They don't, they don't yeah. have any interest in doing it. They just like being around it. You know? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so for you, cause I think every gym and every studio is different, especially being, you know, sports combat specific here. I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Uh, well, it just depends on, <clears throat> I mean, we, I guess if you're talking about it from like a tactical standpoint, probably Google, um, 
we, but initially it was like word of mouth. So we had a weird, we had a different way of doing marketing. Um, it's probably totally different than like, I'd imagine most of the people we have on here have probably a pretty commercial approach to it or like what I call like corporate approach where they, you know, they follow like, they like try to get people, right? They like go out and like hand out flyers and they're like, hey, come try. We did the opposite. <laughs> we set up a, a club and I did some like sort of underground marketing and we did just, just, just different things to get it out there. And then I wouldn't, I would, um, I, I would turn down like one out of every four people, um, oh, wow. based on different okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we would like, yeah. um, uh, yeah, we made it like an ex- sort of an exclusive thing for the first like two years, which is good. Yeah. So yeah. it was more of a social club than a gym initially, because we weren't sure what we were going to do with it. I didn't. we didn't like sit down and draw up this idea and go, okay, we're going to have a gym. Like let's get a location. It was like, yeah, I had a building and I get, this isn't exactly on what you were asking me, but uh, I had a building and I was, I I had worked at all the free gyms. So like here in Pittsburgh, we have, where are you located? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. Okay. So I have no idea how Florida does it, but um, in the city of Pittsburgh, they have uh, like rec centers, right? for because we're we're like a you know i live in the inner city and we're um you know we're we're an inner city gym so uh the city provides free gyms to people i don't know if you guys have that or not but like for the kids and the neighborhoods yeah yeah yeah. i live in new york they did yeah right right yeah we live in new york right exactly the same kind of thing so like people go to the rec centers so that's like initially where i was training everybody out um and uh anyway long story short so we started we set up this separate like operation that we're working on and we only let like friends of friends of people that we knew in. That's how we did. Yeah. So it was like you yeah. had to know and somebody. Is good. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. Um, you had to know somebody to get in. You had to be like referred. Yeah. That's how we initially started it. Which in, in that process, in that way, I think the exclusivity benefits because it's like you'll pay more to get into something that you that not everybody can be let into. You know what I'm saying? There shows it's, yeah. it's it increases that value perception. And I'm curious, Matt, I mean, you're at a hundred or so members here, but like how much higher could you expect yourself to go than that, that hundred mark of leads, traffic clients and all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, my thought is we're probably at about 33% capacity. If we get to around 300, we're going to be, it's probably going to be unmanageable. Okay. Like, I feel like we could probably get, I mean, this is also expanding on hours, adding classes, more more stuff during the daytime, you know. I think I, I'm shooting for 300. I could see us stopping at like around two, you know, because yeah. it might just be, we don't have like a huge facility. We basically take mm-hmm. two big pieces of a building over. Um, so, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where I I, I, I think at. about that a lot. Like, where does it end up at? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for sure, if it's manageable now and, and you don't feel like you're jeopardizing that quality experience, then obviously that's great. And so now, I mean, is that your, I know you mentioned here, like adding more classes during the day and all that stuff. Is that your intention to then get to the, the more amount of members or how do you intend to get there? Right. So we, you mean like, how do we handle more people, the volume? How would you like? Well, to get to like that 200 mark where you guys want to get to, like, how would you try and get there? Basically, because I know, I know you could add more classes, but what else do you intend to do? 
Well, I think the, the, the thing is, so we're in a fight, we're in a fighting, the fighting business. So like you have two types of people, technically three, you have three types of people that want to get involved and we're fighting gym. So like, if you come to our gym and say, you want to fight, you fight right there. Like within five minutes, I don't teach you anything. We put you in headgear and gloves and you fight somebody else that just signed up right there on the spot in wow. front of everybody. Okay. Um, if some, now there's people that they want to do that. That's what they, that's why they're there. Right. And then there's some people who are like, Hey, I never want to fight. I just want to learn the thing. Okay. <clears throat> we handle them a certain way. We have some people that just want to work out in a boxing gym so they can say they go to a boxing gym. Right. So those are the three yeah. type of people you have the, you know, the all in, like I'm willing to do like some really crazy stuff to get involved in this. Um, we've got the like you know want to be near it but not in it and then we have like the i just want to be associated group so you have to kind of look at it like at least that's the way i look at it right so when you break it down into three categories of people um we have a whole bunch of the i fought my way into this place group we're starting to add in the hey i wouldn't mind fighting every once in a while but like i'm an adult with a job and kids yeah you know we, we're, we're at a decent amount of that. What we're missing is the fitness group. We have some, but we don't have like a pretty building where like people show up yeah. and it's not like, there's no like techno music and, and, uh, <laughs> uh, the headsets and, you know, like that's just not oh our, our, our yeah, style. Yeah, so yeah. Like, that's, you know, when they're looking for, you know, we tell them right off the bat too. Like, hey, yeah. This Which is what is, it it's is. It's good to be honest. I mean, to have that, to have that. Yeah. Cause if they, they just join and they have that buyer's remorse, like, okay, it's not for me. Then it's better that you're honest there. I agree. Yeah. Well, we don't want everybody. It's not for exactly. everybody. Which is the truth. Yeah. And so I have we also bring the kids up. That's the other way. <laughs> oh man. So you do have kids class there, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. We have kids class. Oh, okay. And so I have one more question for you, Matt. My favorite question of the day. What's the bigger picture for you long term, man? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish five, ten years? Well, for, for me, my goal is to put ourselves in a situation where I can take, so most of the people that work for me are people that I've trained in my life, okay, my lifetime. And I would like to be able to put them in a situation where their trainers, if this is what they want to do, obviously, um, where this is the only job they have. It's the only job they need to have. You know, I set them up with benefits and all the stuff and sort of support the group that I have had around me for a long time. That's my goal. So whatever it takes to get to that point where they're covered doing this thing and, you know, we're building and producing talent that's, you know, making a dent in the national scenes, which is really hard right now you know, uh, for us on our end, there's a whole nother reason behind all that. But anyway, that's my goal. So it's not really like, you know, I want to have like some really high number of clients and some building. I mean, I'm going to have to have a bigger building, but my goal is more like, um, altruistic, I guess. Uh, I don't know how, what everybody else's goals are, but I don't, I don't talk to anybody else about any of this. Like I don't have any like gym owner friends or anything. And I don't like, pay attention to other people at all. So I don't know if like everybody says that or nobody says that. I have no idea. <laughs> so 
Well, I'll tell you what, Matt, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook website, please let the people know where can they find out more about you and the facility? Oh, um, they, uh, they can just look us up at the southsideboxingclub.com. That's probably the easiest. Cool. Awesome. There we go, Matt. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you get the podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here, okay? Oh, yeah, sure. Follow awesome. Me. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Justin from Elite. Fitness North up in Traverse City, Michigan. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Excited Doing to have great. you here. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm excited to finally have you here to learn more about what you have going on up at your fitness business. Before we kind of dive into all of that, the nitty gritty details, give us a little bit of background, Justin. What was it that made you decide to go and open up a gym? Um, well, um, I've been personal training for 17 years and I feel like most people who are truly passionate about fitness and, and really trying to change, uh, a lot of people's lives other than, you know, I can only do so many, train so many people at one time. So what better way than to have a facility where we can help out hundreds and thousands of people at once. Um, so back in 2017, we bought the gym and then started Elite Fitness North. To you, you know, you saw a need, you wanted to help more people, and you figured out a way to make that happen. So, give us your elevator pitch of Elite Fitness North. Tell us who you are, what services that you provide. Kind of paint that picture for us here. So, Elite Fitness North, we're a 24,000 square foot um, all inclusive facility. We do everything from personal training to rehab, prehab, mobility. We do, um, we have a CrossFit um, organization that is affiliated with us as well. Um, in the back of our facility, we do a tons of sports um, assessments and development. Um, you know, we have classes, we have Pilates, we do, we have a uh, rowing club, hit classes, 
Um, like I was kind of explaining to you earlier, we will be also providing um, prep meals or friendly prep healthy meals, um, as well as supplements and smoothie bar and um, yeah, all that great stuff. <laughs> yeah, everything that people need to be successful, it sounds like in their health and fitness journey, they can get under your roof. Um, and that's basically other than like, you know, tanning and a pool. Um, yeah, we do everything. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's kind of talk about, you know, within this model, personal training is something that's really, really smart for the business and our clients as well. Not everybody can come in and, you know, get in a workout on their own and see success. Some people like personal training, some people like group training. So when it comes to the personal training side of your business, what percentage of your revenue would you say comes from that side? Mm, I would have to say a good 30%. That's pretty high. Like for, for this type of gym, usually like I've seen like lower five to 10%. So 30% is quite high. Um, how many trainers do you have? And like, what do you think attributes to that higher percentage of PT? Um, well, that might be a little high, maybe like 20%, but still that's, you know, it's still a considerable amount. We just train a lot of clients. We're, we're really busy. We have really good, um, we don't mess around. We're not, um, you know, doing the IG influencers coaching type bull crap that you see nowadays, you know, everybody who we have is highly certified and has uh, years of experience and, um, is extremely passionate. So when you have all those things in place, it's a uh, pretty easy to, you know, create a more successful PT side of the business. No, for sure. I think, um, you know, that definitely helps. And so like with, for your PT, like in the studio, kind of what model do you follow? Do you employ your trainers or are they running their own businesses and paying rent to you? Like kind of what breakdown do you guys do? They're essentially doing their own thing. Um, so we 1099 them and then um, we set their own rates. You know, they have to pay their own way. Obviously, ultimately be certified. Um, I know that sounds obvious, but in the state of Michigan, it's still not yet um, in placement where you have to be a light, like certified trainer to train someone. Now, my facility and myself, require it um you cannot step foot in this gym and train a single person without being certified um and ultimately not just being certified um they have to actually know what they're doing so when i get new new trainers who come on our you know come on board onto staff with us i have them put me through um you know one or two different circuits i'll give them some kind of generalized information i'm you know 43 years old um, i'm a woman with three kids um i've got lower lumbar issues and um also some sciatic so you know i just tell them to take me through a workout and take me through an assessment as you would with a person with that kind of criteria and that way it definitely ensures you know i'll, I'll know for sure you know, whether they're bullshitting or not their way through this workout, because I'm going to give person or you know, certain guidelines and parameters that they have to follow. 
and you know obviously going through that process it's very easy for me to determine whether or not they know what they're doing and if they even should be a trainer to begin with yeah no for sure um so so i guess my question here is like since you're following this model and your trainers are basically running their own business inside of, of yours does everybody pay the same amount for rent? If they have more clients, do they have to pay more? Like, how does that work? It's percentage based um, at the moment. Well, it's going to be in the future as well. The difference being um, we don't have it at a scaling um, matter yet, but we're that's what we're moving into when we get this new software and we go 24 hours. Um, we will definitely be moving to um, a set or a scaling system. So. The more clients you have, the less percentage that we would require, the more money they make, the more loyal. So and it's a way to for us to um, retain a little bit more loyalty out of the trainer as well as giving them something to shoot for to get more clients through our facility as well. So that way they're just not like, well, it's the same percentage, whether I've got one person, 10 people or whatever. Um, we're going to move to that kind of scaling process. So that way they're not just in here, you know, um, using up space essentially for only, you know, training or 10 hours a week or something like that. Yeah. I think, you know, that, that scaling model is kind of smart because a lot of gyms, like they just say, Hey, like no matter how many clients you're training, you know, you owe $600 a month or whatever the rate is. And they could be making like 100k a year with the amount of people that they're training, and like that, that like the business doesn't make anything from that. Um, so I mean, like it's not the smartest business model. It's just ultimately it's got to be give and take, you know. Um, it's got to be a partnership. So the only way to create a true partnership is is to, I think, is to have some form of scaling um, system like that, um, or or, you know, whether it's a percentage or a dollar figure, right? So same thing. If you have one to 10 clients, you pay this much in rent, you have uh, 15, it's this much, you know, so on and so forth. So um, it gives also incentive, right, for them to actually bring in more business to your business rather than, again, like you said, it's 600 bucks, whether it's 10 people or 50. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the scaling idea is just really, really smart. But to kind of move on because we have other areas of the business. I want to make sure that we have time to discuss today. So, you know, you also have your, your open membership. It sounds like you have some group training as well. Kind of what does the, like, is the, are the memberships at your facility tiered? Do you have different options based upon what people's needs are? Or is it just kind of one catch-all membership gives you access to everything? Once again, at the moment with the software we have in place, yeah, it's just kind of a, you know, whether it's, if you're paying by month, um, and then we do have like discounts and stuff like that, uh, group rates. Um, if you're, you know, active or former military first responder, um, we do discounts for those people no matter what. Um, but right now we just have it where you either pay EFT or you pay by the month. Paying by the month is more than EFT. So, and it'll honestly, it'll probably stay to that relative scale, honestly, um, just because our classes are a paid are a paid system. So you pay per class regardless. So 
um, that we're making sure we're getting a good set rate and able to get the instructors paid. What made you, what made you decide to do the pay per class model for your group fitness? Like how many classes are you offering a week? Like, is it just kind of a couple here and there or? Uh, well, some of our classes are, again, these are instructors who are bringing in their own, um, who are kind of doing their own thing as well, um, but they're still a part of our facility. Um, I would say right now, all together, we've got 14 classes, maybe. Okay. So it's like a smaller, it's, it's like a smaller part of what you guys do right now. I mean, it's not like huge, but. Yeah, we have about, uh, yeah, I would say we have about two classes, three, two classes a day on average through the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. um, classes per day, four to four classes per day. Um, upwards of five on, on certain days. Um, that's if we have the rowing club going. Um, for coming in for classes as well as um, the particular day where we would have you know three classes in that day plus mm. my business class first thing in the morning yeah your audio is a little bit like I can't quite hear you it keeps kind of coming in and out maybe turn the device around or pick it up a little bit all right um so you know those are the different services that you offer those are what the memberships looks like how many clients you guys currently serve how many members? Yeah, yeah. How Is many members do you have? How many members do you have in the facility? Uh, right now, we have between uh, three hundred and eighty something to like four hundred and fifty. Okay. Is right that a, is that a pretty like comfortable spot for you guys, or are you in the position where you're really looking to grow and scale? No, we're always looking. No, I'm never comfortable with our numbers. Um, I probably will never be. Um, just in my opinion, if you're complacent, you die. So, um, yeah, I'm always going to try to try to get more, more members, more business. Um, I'm always reaching out to other local business, small businesses in town as well to do partnership programs to where I can add more value to our memberships other than, Hey, just come in. We have, we provide this, this, and this, mm -hmm. well, if you remember here, at this discount at this place there's ten dollars off so we have a good um, handful of local businesses that we uh, deal with as well where we do partner programs with yeah that's really really smart too that generates word of mouth um and in this industry we love word of mouth because it's free so as long as you can have like good relationships with people and grow naturally that way feels pretty good um, on top of those like local partnerships and things like that, what else are you guys doing to aid that growth process? Like, where are you looking to find new members for the gym? Uh, marketing and then as well as doing improvements aesthetically. So right now we do a good deal of uh, geofencing. And what that is, is a uh, targeted uh, location uh, advertising or marketing. So I have locations set up at every gym in town. So no matter what gym you're at in town, if you're on the internet, you're going to see ads for us. Um, if you go to our, any of our health food stores in town, same thing. If you're on the internet on your phone, you're going to see ads for us. So at this intersection just up the road and another very busy intersection here in town, same thing. If you're sitting at a stoplight and for some reason you pop on your phone, you're looking through things on the internet, you're going to see our ad. 
That's smart. I haven't really ever had somebody talk about this geofencing idea on the podcast. Um, where do yeah. the ads run? Like, is it on Google? Like, where would people see the ads if they were going to these places? So like those banner ads, essentially, that you see at the top of websites, things like that. That's more or less how they kind of appear. Okay. So um, when you're, again, searching for stuff and you're on some website looking for something, you get little ads that pop up, you're going to see us. Do you guys run ads at all on like Instagram and Facebook? Is that somewhere that they, they do that? Um, they don't do that as a part of Facebook and Instagram. I'm doing that with a local newspaper um, company here in town um, that provides that service. But we do um, also do demographic marketing uh, via Facebook and Instagram as well. So, Okay, smart. Um, how beneficial has your marketing efforts been? So I think that that's like an area that a lot of gym owners are like missing out on. Like they're not tapping into digital marketing at all. Um, and yeah. they're just, they're just doing the like local stuff. That's all they're doing. So for you, how beneficial has that been, you know, for your growth? Well, we just, just started doing the, the, uh, excuse me, the geofencing. So I'll be very interested to see what kind of, um, response that gets, uh, Facebook and Instagram always yields a decent, I mean, just like anything you put in, you get what you put into it. So the more money that you use to boost your post, the more people are going to see it, you know, pretty straightforward. Easy enough. What made you like, <laughs> where did you decide to start, start doing this? Like what, what was it that clicked for you? You're like, Hey, we need to make a decision to go start doing the geofencing. Oh, I honestly, it's just something that was approached to me. I'd never heard of it before. I thought it was absolutely freaking genius. Like, yeah, let's market specific locations and not just hope that somebody grabs, right. you know, from something. Like, I know for a fact you go to any one of these seven different locations, eight, eight or nine different locations that we have geofencing set at, someone's going to see our advertising. So it's a yeah, guarantee. It's targeted, super targeted. Like you're getting the client that you're like already, that's already interested in what you have to offer. Um, exactly. And okay. That's the whole premise behind it is it allows you to very to get very specific um with your marketing targets um again at every other gym here in town whether it's a boutique style fitness studio or an actual gym we have those targeted as geofencing so and then again every that we have um, we have Edison Farm, Oriana, um even some of these smaller um quick to go places that have like meals or not meals, but like healthier food. Um, we have them set up there. So again, very targeted to people who are already thinking about being healthy, who are healthy or who are going to try to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, beyond what you're trying to do to, to grow, I like to also talk about like what you feel like your biggest bottleneck or challenge currently is. Cause I feel like that's really relatable for other gym owners listening to this show. So for you, what do you feel like is that bottleneck? To be honest with you, um, for us at least, um, we have a little bit of oversaturation in this area with gyms um, is, one, is one issue. Um, 
So everyone's trying to go to all these different facilities, hence why we try to do so much to try to draw in that much more uh, membership base. Um, but ultimately, the weird thing, oddly enough, that I've heard within the like frequently within the last year is cool lighting. So I, I, I know what that means now, but before I thought it was the stupidest shit. Um, you know, essentially like, oh, you guys have dim lighting in these certain areas and then you have this underglow and, or you have neon lights or whatever is going on, you know, and, and forever I've grown up in any facility I've ever been into, whether it's high end or low end, good lighting was always a benefit and cool lighting or dim lighting was not a good thing because you can't see anything. But nowadays with the, um, newer demographic coming up and, um, this Gen Z pop, this Gen Z population who's flooded with Instagram influencers and whatever other crap. Um, they all want the cool lighting and um, to have to make themselves look better in the pictures and the, that they're posting on social media. So, you know, rather than focusing on looking good, no matter what lighting you're in, they just want to look good in the lighting. They want to work out at the places that make them look good because it has to because they don't they're not aesthetically at their goal yet. So it's a little bit, it's frustrating to want to, to go that route, um, but we are doing it a little bit, not to the extent that they're asking, um, like where we're gonna start dimming down a bunch of lights and then throwing in neon lights and things like that. But we are gonna do some cool like underglow lighting under certain things and, um, you know, and change a couple other different um, lighting setups in some other areas, but not like, to the degree that I've seen where it's, you know, very dark and, and again, like you have these like accent lights in certain places. So that's honestly, oddly enough, been one of our other um, hangups yeah. is, you know, being able to follow or being able to provide that kind of, you know, atmosphere. Yeah. The trends and everything like in the industry yeah. are like literally changing every single day. And some of those trends, of course, they're not going to be ones that we want to hop on immediately. Um, but if we have enough people in our clientele, they're like, hey, we want this. Like, maybe maybe it helps. And, <laughs> right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to do it to a degree. But um, <laughs> we're not going to go more to, like, some of these other facilities that I've seen. For one, I just don't care for it. I think it looks tacky. Um, and I'm much more for keeping trends that have longevity rather than um, some trends that are being set by, again, that kind of demographic of influencers or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Um, cause that stuff's just going to fade. It always does. It always has. And it's showed that consistently, you know, we've had, for instance, like we've had members who, where we have a younger demographic of members who come in, who always want the new energy drink, you know, first it was bang, then it was rain. Um, then it was ghost. Now there's another new one out by Jake. Jake Paul or something like that. I can't remember what it's called, but <clears throat> you know, once again, I haven't bought into any of that because same thing, bang, you know, energy drinks are ran in trends, you know, bang did really great. Now they're starting to go under rain took over ghost was popular for like six months. Now nobody talks about them. So again, just understanding and, 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 and viewing these tr uh, trends and how they, you know, regulate themselves is, you know, super important. So definitely.
within like your business, what are some of the like really big goals that you guys are chasing? Like if you had to look at the business right now and I said, all right, like no limitations here, you achieve all of your goals. What would that picture look like for you? Um, well, definitely aesthetically our facility, we, we, when we bought this facility six, you know, almost six years ago, um, it was definitely a little dated. So, um, and both my business partner, and myself, um, funded our own, you know, the money to do this, um, to, you know, to get the loans and, you know, and go through buying the facility. So, you know, him and I don't have a ton of money, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I'm here six days a week, you know, at times I've been here seven days a week doing, um, jobs at the gym that need to get done because it's cost or it saves us money to do them ourselves rather than hiring someone else, you know? So, um, definitely aesthetics, definitely more members, um, and being able to provide more services as well. Like I was saying with the smoothie bar and, um, bringing back, um, all these prep meals and supplements and things like that. Yeah. The bringing in the like more services, smart, like our clients that helps with retention, but also like they're going to be spending more money under our roof and like for the business, that's very, very smart. Right. Get our members. Like ideally we want to get more members. We want to keep them for a really long time and we want them to spend more money per person with us. Um, And so like, it sounds like you're really on target to kind of like make those things happen with everything that you're doing in the facility. Um, What would be, you know, a word of advice that you would share to somebody who was just stepping into the shoes of becoming a gym owner? Um, customer service is the number one thing you should always be, um, providing to your members on the highest level. Um, I have something that both me and my fiance like to do when we travel is to try out smaller local privately owned gyms. They're generally the cool, um, the gyms that are better to go to. They have better equipment more most of the time. Um, but <clears throat> one of the things that's that you know i pay attention to is that is their customer service and uh cleanliness and you know in a lot of times uh customer service is one of the last things that they deal with i mean like when you go into a planet fitness or a lifetime fitness or an anytime or a 24 that's what you don't get you don't get any customer service you you come in you're a dollar number you scan your card, you check in, you work out, you leave. You probably don't even talk to the front desk person and they probably don't even know your name. When my members come in, when my members come in here, they're greeted by their, our front desk greets every single person, asks how they're doing, you know, says bye to them. Maybe they don't catch every single person, but it's important for, to be engaged, you know, and not feel like you're just some person, but you're part of our facility and part of our community. So outside of that, um, again, um, constantly you need to you do need to pay attention to trends you do want to have your own community and your own environment that you're creating for people to come to and uh, adapt to but at the same time if you don't adapt you die so um understanding that this field is ever growing and we need to pay attention to it and as much as we don't like certain things you know we gotta kind of just suck it up and say you know what this is what people are wanting Again, like I just said, if you don't adapt, you die. Yeah, no, I love that. Over at, you know, the pod, on our podcast at Gym Launch, like both, both organizations, like something that we say all the time is like grow or die, right? If we're not open to the idea of growth and continuing to try new things and adapt and evolve, 
like we are going back. There's absolutely like no other uh, way to say it. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing that. And then also the customer service piece, like that's huge. Those are skills that like elevate our level of service. Like if we can, can we can make our gym like an experience rather than just a, just this place that people go to get a get a workout. Um, that's what's memorable and that's what's going to help people stay. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. Where where can our listeners go like online, your your social media? Like where can we find you um, to follow oh, your journey? Yeah. Primarily right now, it's just really just Facebook. Um, we are revamping our website right now. Um, so right now, Facebook, you can kind of see what's going on with us. Um, all the stuff we're doing with our powerlifting club and, um, you know, all the other services and um, things we have going on right now. So, um, yeah, find us on Facebook, Lee Fitness North. Um, we do have Instagram as well. Again, Lee Fitness North. Um, and then our website is the same, EliteFitnessNorth.com. But our website is in under construction, so can't really use it. <laughs> it's okay. We can find you on social media, and then eventually, I'm sure that website will get fixed. So. Thank you so much for being here today, Justin, for sharing your insight on the industry. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.